we'll do the edge of tomorrow today oh nice. see what you did there Hello, you are listening to Off Radar, It's a Movie Podcast. I'm James Smith, a professional film and video editor. I'm James Etock, a freelance writer and illustrator specialising in 1980s cartoons. And I'm Neil Brock, aka Nige, the man with two names, former film journalist and currently working in the games industry. Each week, one of us picks a movie that all three of us either haven't seen in many years or in some cases haven't seen at all. We each watch the chosen movie, return to the microphone and let you all know exactly what we thought of it. I'd never really had any interest in watching it and I was proved absolutely right. I, I think it's amazing. I really, really love this film. The film's still a pile of steaming dog shit. <laughs> if you fancy joining in and suggesting a movie for us to watch, why not tweet us at OffRadarPodcast or email us on OffRadarPod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share and by all means, leave a review. For now, strap in, turn the volume up and let's go Off Radar. I just need a really quick wee wee, then we'll crack on. I need to do a wee wee. Yeah. I did my wee wee. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. Etox had a had a coke. He's gone early on his coke. Uh, started started early, and he's blown his nose. To off radar. Um, this has been a weird start. I'm James Smith. Who am I? Uh, that was hello. J- that's James oh. Etox, and that's Neil Bo- Neil Brock. Hello, Who hello, Nige. No, that's me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, Hi. Today, yeah, we're, we're a bit confused. We've done this 15 times, and we I just keep going round and round in circles doing this. See what Smith's uh, done here. This is and genius. I don't know why you guys ingenious. don't know that I keep doing this same intro over and over again. I just keep going round and round in circles doing this. See what Smith's uh, done here. This is and genius. And I don't know why you guys ingenious. don't know that I keep doing this same intro over and over again. See what Smith's uh, done here. This is and genius. And I don't know why you guys ingenious. don't know that I keep doing this same intro over and over again. You should repeat it as a joke. <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> that'd be so good today we are doing a film called the edge of tomorrow which came out in 2014 firstly had had, i take it we'd all seen this before we did it for the pod yes i I saw it the first time i saw it was actually on a plane oh yeah i was on an airplane and and it scared me because there's one scene that I'll talk about that actually made me go oh, on the plane and then I thought like I don't want to be scared on a plane a plane is the last place you want to be scared and I was scared for a moment on a plane I watched Final Destination on a plane and that was uh, oh, that Christ. was uh, surely they cut that they I was going to say they're not allowed to, yeah, 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 yeah. A plane oh, maybe, maybe I watched it on an iPad on a plane uh, so it's my yeah, choice okay. that's your own stupidity yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's your own fault yeah. everybody around Swift going look what he's watching <laughs> yeah, we were, everyone listening was like oh oh my goodness now we're like idiot yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take it you'd seen it as well Nigel I had, yeah. Do you know what? I couldn't actually remember how, where, when I watched this film. I imagine it was just, I don't know, whether it was on TV, whether I yeah. sort of borrowed a DVD. I, I just can't really remember having watched it, although I remembered quite a lot about it. I, um, so It's weird. With this film, I've seen this quite a few times. It's been a film that Likewise. I've... Yeah, I've revisited out of choice. This film, just before we get going, was recommended by Rich Allen on Twitter. Oh, Rich Allen! So, oh yeah, I forgot. Hey, so, Rich so, Allen. so, so Rich, so Rich has um, 
uh, recommended that for us to watch so yeah thanks rich and we will get to your review and rating at the end which you kindly sent to me earlier today so the film edge of tomorrow 2014 it came out it was directed by doug lyman who we recently spoke about uh did we? yes we did in a film called go um go. and as we discussed in that podcast he's obviously did swingers born identity uh, then he went and did mr and mrs smith which was terrible oh my god i saw that the, yeah, the documentary about your life <laughs> yes that is my my life story <laughs> I saw that at the cinema. Oh. I forgot he directed that. Uh, Jumper. Wow. American Made with Tom Cruise again. He did that as yeah. well. Um, and it was written by Christopher McQuarrie, Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth. I imagine they're brothers. Um, Why do I know McQuarrie? I know McQuarrie's name. Yeah, I think he's done some quite famous stuff. But it was based on like a, a manga type story, wasn't it? Like originally oh, yes. Japanese con- conceived. So it was a, like an adaptation of that story. Okay. And yeah. the film stars, I mean, if you've seen this film, you know who it stars. One of the biggest action stars or film stars of all time, Tom Cruise. And then the last movie Paxton star, there, to be honest. <laughs> <Paxton>. Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> As, um, yeah. yeah, and then... That uh, bloke from Abbott's, the British bloke. I, I can't remember his he's name. He's in yeah, um, Afterlife as well, isn't he? Um, Is he? Oh, there you the, go. Uh, 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 who, uh, Tony Way, yeah, yeah, He yeah. was in Spaced as well. I remember him in Spaced. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like, like it's really yeah. Um, and then a long time. obviously, yeah. So Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, um, yeah, and as we said, Brendan Gleeson, and uh, also Bill Cap- Paxton, and uh, yeah, a few few others <laughs> pop up. But those two are very much the focal. Point I, I would say I would I'd say Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are pretty much this film really. Um, Nigel, I asked you to give us a little bit of a a rundown of. Oh, this, this should be good. <laughs> It's 2015, and an asteroid hits, and these aliens called Mimics invade the Earth. Uh, starting with continental Europe, they sort of fight their way across. Where we pick up the film is Tom Cruise's character, uh, Major William Bill Cage, is basically a publicity guy for the army. Um, and Emily Blunt's character is known as the is it the angel of somewhere or another angel of essentially a battle she's just so one in a battle that she becomes essentially like the face of the Earth's defence force Tom Cruise uh, on his like PR tour goes to the general it's all about like the ectoskeletons and stuff like that and during a conversation ends up that he's going to be on the front line which obviously <coughs> isn't in his MO Tom Cruise for once playing a coward who wants to basically I get out it. of the fight very, yeah, which is a real so good twist for him with, with his Tom Cruise grin as his Hollywood smile he's like yeah you know and it's like no you're, you're going to be going on the front line and the way he plays that fantastic and essentially he ends up at sort of the the drill camp just before this invasion that they're going to undertake a huge invasion against the alien force bill paxton's his sergeant gives him a lot of grief introduces him to his squad and before you know it tom cruise is being dropped out of a like a plane essentially to fight these aliens in a giant ecto scoot uh, ecto suit i should say where he doesn't even know how to turn off the safety you're saying ecto do you mean exo because it's an exo exo suit that's yeah, different. Ex- Exos, because it's exoskeleton, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Exos. I can't pronounce it. He's in a bloody suit. He's got a, he's got a bow <laughs> tie <laughs> on. He's got having a, a little tie. jig. Um, so yeah, he's fighting. Whilst he's fighting, he notices Emily Blunt's character who gets killed. And he's like, oh my goodness, if she dies, everyone's going to die. He sort of scrambles his way through things until he meets this slightly larger alien mimic creature that's blue. And 
finally like finding a sort of bit of a backbone he grabs hold of like a, a mortar or sort of a, an explosive device and takes it out and as it does this alien sort of bleeds all over his face and it's like a weird little CGI bit where that's his face the scene is that, that made me like just get scared on a plane because he's like his face is like oh and he's like all like melts and I was like oh like watching that on a night flight and it's really weird yeah. seeing Tom Cruise so vulnerable in that moment like dying like that how d- often do you see in. that yeah yeah 20 minutes in and both the main characters are dead and then the film ends <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's great because then the next cut the <laughs> the immediate cut is him waking up going oh, holding his face which is such a, like a great little comedy moment because yeah. like he's just burnt to death all this like liquid alien blood goes in he's like Duh. you see this isn't the first time now we've had this conversation what day is it judgment day you just came in with the fresh recruits the invasion will fail along with every soldier you are sending. We lose everything. Well, yeah, and essentially he's it back. Repeats. It's Ground Dog Day all over again. The day repeats. Um, and he later finds out that Emily Blunt's character has had exactly the same thing the previous day. But eventually, after getting wounded and not killed, she had a blood transfusion that means she can no longer relive that same day. And it basically goes on from there. And it's a case of them trying to figure out a way of using Tom Cruise's advantage to repeat days to figure out how to beat this alien force that is Mm. seemingly unbeatable. You do know what's happening to me. What happened to you happened to me. You hijacked their power. I'm so used to, at the beginning of a Tom Cruise film, seeing him hanging off a cliff or jumping off a plane or riding a bike. <laughs> and in this film, he lands in Trafalgar Square. Riding a little bicycle. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's Tom Cruise riding a bicycle. <laughs> riding a scooter. But no, he is this vulnerable, weak character, uh, character. For, the, for the... for the Yeah, exactly, for that first part of this film. And um, Emily Blunt, which is kind of crazy casting really i'm used to seeing tom cruise i love her uh play alongside you know like really fit like kind of like <laughs> i love i love you talk there just like oh, i love, love her, her. <laughs> yeah she, she's my favorite but <laughs> she is right, she's so not what you expect you know she's so downplayed she's moody she's english she's kind of like the polar opposite to what he would normally act alongside in a big blockbuster film which is what this and he's yeah. fought really hard to get her cast as well like she had done I think like The Devil's Wear, Wears Prada beforehand right. um, so there wasn't really that kind of big leading where you're like she's a leading lady kind of thing I think she'd done a few smaller things there was that weird like sci-fi film she did uh, around this time the Adjustment Bureau as well yes uh, yeah with, with Matt Damon yeah. Matt Damon which was I kind of seeing that advertised it's, yeah. it kind of came and went it did okay like when i watched it, it i thought it was fine i thought it was fine for the review we ever do <laughs> but yeah she wasn't quite at that level where you expected if you were going to get someone who kind of plays i guess almost like a like a sigourney weaver in aliens type yeah, character yes. Linda Hamilton from terminator great someone who is a strong powerful woman we can do this just come here every day and i'll train you 
she is holding his hand to begin with. She is like the oh, the action yeah. hero. Um, and like you said, with the loop thing, so obviously they're like trying to figure out how to kill this alien. But one of the the best things I think about this film is how their relationship over this kind of period develops or his relationship you would say yeah. develops with her but she's obviously only getting to know him every day once again and uh, yeah we've seen this many times in groundhog day is probably one of the biggest and best examples of that um, palm springs one of our previous podcasts if you want to go palm back springs? and listen to it absolutely but she's the alpha in this film yeah which oh yeah, which is crazy well, she is to, to begin with good chunk <laughs> of it and then eventually he becomes the kind of male savior which uh, there was a lot of talk about kind of like the feminist aspects of this film and there was some certainly if you want to go online and look this up there's a lot of discussion about how it goes a bit too far how Emily Blunt's character, uh, Rita in the film, like eventually kisses him, which was something actually that was improv by Emily Blunt, oh, wow. Blunt when they were filming it. It wasn't actually in the script. And that's sort of romanticizing their relationship. Um, it's kind of got a few thumbs down from people. But but yeah, she's certainly, she's very built up to be that kind of strong, powerful character. And certainly their roles, they never sort of reverse. She doesn't become a weak character by any stretch of the imagination. He isn't spending all his no. time saving her. It's just become that they become more equals and maybe he suddenly becomes slightly stronger of the and, two. And that's because two. he has to, doesn't he? Because he has to learn, he has to like well, he's one with the ability. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's it's not like they're doing it. Out I just want, of I just want to point out, I think one of the bravest things this thing this movie does is <laughs> Is have two character. They're two lead characters named Bill and Rita, which sounds like a nineteen seventies <laughs> British sit- sitcom. Bill. <laughs> oh, I like Rita. <laughs> oh, I burned a toast. Oh, Bill. I was like Bill and Rita. I mean, it's great. Bill Cage. I mean, that's, that sounds like a wrestler, doesn't it? Really. Uh, what's what's her name? Rita. I forget her surname now. What's up, Bill their, and Rita? Their names are actually based on that short story. So ah, if I can, well, Bill and Rita. <laughs> so the original book was called "All You Need Is Kill." Um, and was a, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you can that. see why it ended up being like. What was the that other name good. of this film? It was "The Edge of Tomorrow." Yeah, they called it "Live, Die, Die Repeat. Repeat." Well, it's kind of had two names, which didn't work. Uh, yeah, the, I think the marketing of this film is bloody yeah. awful because. Those posters said, you know, Edge of Tomorrow, but the the biggest words on it were live, die, repeat. So you have people saying, oh, have you seen yeah. live, die, repeat? I think it confused so many people. Well, it was supposed to, to be movie. a tagline. It was never supposed to be the title. Yeah. And then on DVDs, you can buy, it's got that on the side. And it's like, well, wait a minute, that's clearly the title. So as you say, there was clearly some confusion there. From the beach landing when he lands and you what I love about that is you're as terrified as he is because you're going into it like when the floor of the ship opens and you're like oh my god and he he plays it so well like he's got no idea how to use his suit all this stuff and he's dropped onto the that beach comparison as well to you know like classic war films of them landing on a beach and stuff I was going to go save in private right oh okay sorry yeah carry on yeah that's <laughs> I was going to say like if you were going there that was my whole point is like I, I got such saving prime Private Ryan esque vibes from this, like the craziness of everything going off. The there's no plan in place, which you know was the the, the landings on on Normandy it was just mm. like right, we're gonna the thing's gonna open, a bunch of us are gonna get shot, we're gonna jump off the sides of the boat, we're gonna try and storm the beach whilst we're being shot at. 
very much the same thing here it's like they land and there's there's one line that's such a throwaway line in it in the opening where they land the first time we get to the beach one of the guys goes it's like they knew we were here and it's like that's because they 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 keep playing with time they know you're going to be here every time yeah. i love how those and i mean maybe one of you guys knows a bit more about it than i do but like the um the way the creatures are moved, like it must be so hard in Hollywood to go, right, we're making a film, we need some aliens to fight. So, okay, so he's got f- two legs and two arms and he's going to go, Bleh. these things, the way they move, it's, they're fast, they're unpredictable. When they kind of attack, the camera kind of shifts and they, they're almost like very explosive, but they're te- I, th- I thought these like some of the most terrifying creatures Hollywood has produced in decades. Basically, this film is like a computer game. So he gets a bit closer each time, gets to a new level and then goes up a level. And the aliens are almost like in a shoot 'em up computer game where you're like... Yeah, of course. But yeah, I I think you're right. And the only other thing I was going to say about the beach thing, and I know this is kind of stating the obvious here, but, you know, a beach is meant to be a lovely, serene, beautiful place. So the contrast of that with not just war, but aliens and people getting like absolutely like killed and bludgeoned to death um and although the deaths they're not starship trooper-esque violence you know no, no, there's nothing no. that gory it's, it's not like gore. people's limbs getting ripped off or anything like that but it's all. still it's still quite gruesome in some ways like yeah. you know when the well, fat guy dies and yeah. like this was a point in the film where tom cruise's character uh has that bit where he goes like uh, bill murray in groundhog day and kind of gives up yeah. and has that you know like oh i can't be asked anymore i'm just gonna let them die and see what happens um you know so he like lets him die and then like he actually lets um thingy die emily blunt's character die at that point well there's well. there's one one scenario where he he does the day where he ends up going to the 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 dam to figure out like oh this is where I saw it in the vision like after he's done the battle so many times and just kind of gives up yeah he says because he gets too close to her and he's just like I don't want to be in that position where I have to keep yeah. her safe whatever happened will happen obviously he knows what happens to her when he he's not there she she gets shot almost within the first couple of minutes of landing on the beach like there's no way around that. Yeah, and it's it's I I, I love that the, the like the kind of his kind of oh like I'm just going to go to the dam see what's there and it turns out oh that's that was a a ruse as it were that was a, a blue herring as it were um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah so I uh, yeah I, th- I thought the the way they played with the time jumping it's I mean it is let, let's be honest it is you know the Groundhog Day it, elements it's definitely are inescapable it's been done. <laughs> but it's but it's but it's, no, it's done so what, well though like in but it's film. done so well yeah. like. And it's done, it's got, I, I think every scenario, there's comedy moments, like <laughs> the timing of it, like when he's doing the push-ups and he goes, I'm going to roll under this Jeep and he rolls too far and gets squashed. Yeah, and yeah, like, there is, the there is like, comedy. What, what were you thinking, boy? Yeah. That kind of thing. He's and then very you see it like well, he, he is, he's surprisingly like out of nowhere. Um, the, yeah, the other thing is like the comedy surprised me actually. That was one of the things I didn't really remember going back to this film. That you know, like that actually does have like those funny moments and funny deaths. The train, the training exercise when he's With getting the- sick, and she goes. Yeah. And she has to shoot him like every time. He goes, oh, like, no, no, it's just my leg's just broken. It's fine. It'll be. <laughs> yeah, there's one there. He's like, all I can move are my lips. And she's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. The only thing I can feel are my lips. There is no messing about with this film, as in we're 
into the film straight away. There's no backstory, but I think, like for me, well, there's like news footage, isn't there, to show the invasion? No, but what like I mean is, few- like character-wise, we don't get any oh, yeah. any backstory whatsoever. We don't know that much about them, but that I think is part of the charm because what it does is it helps you figure out who they are and what they are while they are kind of figuring it out because at one point you know uh, for the first loop or two I think (laughs) Tom Cruise's character is really confused as to what's going on although on the second loop he remembers every conversation which I thought was a little bit clunky of uh, the writer oh, but he's a PR man so like Uh, that's kind of their job to be like yeah that's a good save you yeah. No, so I was with, I was with Smith on that. I was like, "How does he remember so much?" It's like, like the like, card is under the there. Guy, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, I, I do love the way they play with the the, the loop, though. Is that there, there seems to be stages at first? He's like, "Right, I have the ability to do this." Like one of the best bits is when I think it's like you see that he's been doing this for a while because you don't see him. He just goes onto the beach. He saves uh, Rita, and then he does that bit where he's talking to her, and he shoots behind him. Yeah, like he shoots it's up like, to the roof, here, and you're like, this. "The yeah. last time he got killed doing that." But that means that he's gone through that scenario at that point probably about ten or twenty times, and it's kind of like Groundhog Day, where you don't, you know, you, you get don't the, have to you see get, it. You get the impr- yeah, yeah, you you know that these things have taken place. So initially, what I love about the time loop is that. It starts off where he's like, right, this is my mission. I've got to get us across the page. Da, da, da. And then after a while, like we said, he gets to the uh, the helicopter point. Um, I think they, they get across the beach. And then he says to her, this is I've tried this scenario so many times. You die every time. Uh, we, can, we can never get in the helicopter and escape because you get killed. And no matter how many times I try, you die. So he avoids that. And it's how instead of, you know, he plays with the loop. So instead of going through the, the, the whole beach landing... It gets to the point where he's like, right, me and you know, I'm going to explain it to Rita, you know, very quickly, and we're gonna, we're gonna, it's Rita, it's such a great name, we're gonna get together the group that he's been assigned with initially, and we're gonna, you know, go on this mission because there's this other character they they you you get to meet who's like this scientist who I think, and I think it's like wonderfully reasonable in simple terms that they 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 explain it so easily. It's like when you killed this creature his blood went into you you inherited it's well, you inherited you gained its ability to to control time and the science of it is i think really quite well grounded it's not it's not well i don't get that it's like oh no it's, it seems pretty straightforward these aliens can control the flow of time the blood gets into him into his system therefore he's now got the ability to control time i think it's it's really nice that it doesn't go well because it's the uh, the neutrons in his system or anything like that it's just on, like no, on paper as you're reading that it sounds absolutely ridiculous and like had i like someone told me about this film before i watched it on a first watch i would think this is a film that i'm not gonna like um but um it you're right it, do, it does do it incredibly well and obviously like we said like doug lyman directs it and he's definitely got a, a certain way of bringing you through the journey with tom cruise's character because you you're i'm I take it you're with tom cruise in every scene in this pretty much right because i think yeah 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 you have to be when you're telling this story i can't think of another scene where yeah, i can't think of it of any point where he's not no matter what i do this is as far as you go why does it matter what happens to me? But the other thing as well as that direction is the editing. Like obviously I work as an editor and I feel I feel like this the editing in this film 
is some of the best editing I've seen and you wouldn't even know it but when you when you watch especially the action sequences but even like yeah. like you said like the storytelling techniques you know to tell that story over and over again is one thing but to tell this story over and over again very well and pick up where you left off and then you know and and the cut is you know, at times it's really quick fire, but at times then it, it, it slows down a bit and you see a bit more of Tom Cruise falling for Emily Blunt, for instance, which obviously is going to happen, but it happens. And, you know, you need that depth to his character in this film, I think. Otherwise, it would become quite uh, standard. I, 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 I disagree on that in the sense of I don't think I don't like that aspect. You don't like much. the like they're, they're, uh, love like story. They can have yeah, they can have a relationship. You they didn't can, need the kiss. You don't need no, that kiss at the like, end. Like I said, it was improv, and Doug Lyman said it just worked and everything like that. But I don't know. Like think of it from his perspective. He's seen her like hundreds and hundreds of days, and she's only known him for a day. Like to form that kind of bond. It it stretches. I mean, the whole thing stretches believability because obviously, what's yeah. happening? Aliens invading, <laughs> time jumping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the fact that she could have that much of a feeling for him the day after she was in love with someone else who she saw die, it's just a bit like, yeah, really? yeah. does that quite add up? And and but I, I get what you're saying. Like the fact they build that relationship, and you you do genuinely feel involved in that. It's like I said, it's, it's, it's more that he he develops that relationship is the bit that i thought was excellent because there, there is a still a bit of a gray area like the kiss well he says that there's that line on the farm where he says like i wish i didn't know you but i do yeah. i thought it was a really good line yeah. in that film because it's like yeah if, if he didn't know her which is why as we talked about before the next scenario he's like i'm gonna mm. avoid interacting with her i'm just gonna get off the beach or i'm gonna go to my own you know gonna go my own kind of route as it were well, we but, kind of mentioned it. He's a coward. He's a selfish person. And obviously, he doesn't want to be in that situation at all. And he grows his feelings throughout the film. And like that respect that he has for her, she begins to she respects him for, for what he can do, essentially. Not only has he got these powers, but he's obviously trained his bollocks off to get to a position where he's gone from being an absolute loser to a hero. But then she, she doesn't remember all mm. that. Of course, she doesn't. she doesn't know he was a loser. She doesn't know he was a coward. She doesn't know any of that. So... It just it, I don't know. It's I wouldn't go as far as to call it a plot hole or anything like that. It's just it didn't plot sit, stretch. Sit, plot yeah, stretch. plot stretch. I suppose. Yeah. And I I feel like the longer this film goes on, it goes from being exceptional to just stretching a lot of little things where it's like oh, okay. I'm still I do with like you, I do like the. I was going to say, I do like the premise of the final act where he loses his power. So basically he gets a, a blood transfusion. So now we're in a territory where he, he has die. one last yeah. chance. So yeah, he can die. So he's got one last chance with his team um, to, you know, save to the world. It. I mean, it's a Tom, <laughs> to complete it. Tom Cruise movie. So he's, yeah, yeah, to complete the level. Um, to yeah, kill so the that, big that boss. final premise, you, you do, yeah, yeah, you must defeat him. The big boss man um, with his truncheon. The big boss, the big boss man was back into <laughs> wrestling. Um, yeah, so uh, you get that real sense of tension when... Especially when he's I, hanging upside I, I, down and um, he's trying to get out and uh, they're about to come in and uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing, actually. And he's like hanging upside down and Emily Blunt obviously comes in and goes, oh, what are you doing here or whatever? And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that bit is. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's, there's a bit when he's topple, on a hospital topples, bed upside down. Topples um, off a hospital bed. Oh, he's on the bed. He's, he's on yeah, the hospital yeah, bed. He's, he's flips chained over, to yeah. the bed and he's hanging when upside down. He said he was upside down. I was like, pictured him like upside down, like Dracula like, uh, or something. Again, for me, like you say, it gets to this position <laughs> where like now all of a sudden they're on their last life. 
that, that they're much more at risk. And then when they storm uh, the Louvre and they're falling and they're battering and all this stuff happens to them, it's like they don't sort of take a dent. It's almost like they no. become invincible now they've only got one life yeah. left. And again, that for me just just it just didn't sit quite as well as like the early portion. I think the, the, in, the, the interesting thing with this film is how are you going to end this film now and... Um, make it satisfying without it becoming absolutely bonkers and I'm not sure I'm not sure how you would <laughs> um, well the original ending the aliens won oh, like, oh original right ending, as in not filmed but conceived during the script writing phase was that they kind of get to that point and then they realise the aliens knew everything all along and they win and all the people all the good guys die which is obviously a really depressing wow. ending for this sort of film which is largely a blockbuster it reminds me of another ending that was planned for a film that, that would have been very sad the ending of Dodgeball Oh, yeah, where the bad guys win. Yeah, The bad guys oh, win and the credits yeah, roll. Yeah. What's well, one of my favourite like endings? It's like Horrors. The original ending is that the plants, like, just eat Seymour, eat everyone, and oh, take, yeah, over take over the world. Take over the world. Yeah. But I just wanted to go back to, like, the, the actual sort of original basis of this film. So there was a, a book written about it called... Um, all you need is kill, as I mentioned, and in, <laughs> I love that title. in re- relation to that, we've, we've mentioned video games a couple of times in relation to this, like the aspect of life, uh, your last lives, and stuff like that. And it was written from that perspective. Someone who was really into gaming thought, oh, "I'm going to write wow, a book that okay. kind of follows that idea," which is why there's so many tropes from video games that sort of heavily tie into this. The whole exoskeleton machines, yeah. that sort of armored mech type thing, is has been very common in gaming for the last sort of twenty odd years plus. Um, but yeah, that original novel was then turned into a graphic novel, manga style, and then obviously eventually got translated to English and picked up in the States. And eventually the idea was picked up and sort of Tom Cruise got involved and the rest is uh, history. <laughs> Once Tom Cruise gets involved, yeah, that film's getting made. But, um, but yeah, like I was looking at the names as well. And yeah, she is called Rita in the book as well. And it's more because it's like a fake name she gives after her family dies and she sort of joins the oh. war effort. But yeah, I don't know why they called him Bill. Obviously, William's a short version of Bill. Bill. But his name in the book was like Kiri Keji, which of the English pronunciation Keji Cage that's where the kind of link oh, came from oh okay so they, they kind of did their best to pay homage to its source material absolutely but again in the book it's a bit darker spoilers for anyone who wants to read the book that her character dies and completely dies and that's it oh, whilst wow. obviously in the film there's a bit more of a kind of it's a very nice <laughs> it's a neat, neat bow basically that in, in the film they yeah. pa- they paid Emily Blunt millions and said well we ain't just having her for five seconds in this movie <laughs> no <laughs> And but but yeah, I think for me, like the that p- last it's part, it's so enjoyable. But yeah, the last part it yeah. drops off a bit. It, like, it does drop the main off. The core of the film as, yeah. is really enjoyable. But as soon as they get to the farmhouse, as soon as they get off the beach, the whole sort of arc of the film yeah. suddenly changes. I do love the the scene. We haven't talked about it where he confronts uh, Brendan Gleeson in the yeah. in the uh, in the MOD building. So he's just to sort of give context. He's the general that basically busted yeah. Tom Cruise's ass and ma- made him go on the beach in the first place. So yeah, Tom Cruise walks in with uh, Rita, or Bill. Bill walks in with Rita. Bill and Rita walk into <laughs> Brendan Gleeson's office, and they're office. like, "Oh, well, we're Bill and Rita from we, a sixties sitcom." Going over and over. We bought some like bread biscuits? and it's got some mould on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, i just seen Bill and Rita, the TV oh, series. Classic. 
the classic. So they, he goes in, confronts like uh, Brennan Gleeson, and says, "Basically, I'm going to explain it." And then we realise he says he's had this conversation before, and he's uh, Tom Cruise is at this point going, "Look, we've had this conversation before." Da, 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 da. He goes through it, and and then he. Brendan Gleeson gets up and like Tom Cruise is like, oh, this is where, you know, I get arrested or whatever. And he walks to the safe and like gives, and they walk out the building. He's got like this, um, the, this, in, uh, this device that he required that Brendan Gleeson was keeping in a safe. And they exit the building and, Tom, and Rita turns to Bill and goes, what happens now? And he goes, I don't know. I've never got this far. <laughs> I just love that. That was very much a video game thing. It's like, what do we do now? It's like, I don't know. I've never got this far. What do we do now? And then the kind of dramatic irony in that is they walk outside the building and then like oh yeah, look, get a load of shooters yeah. come and. <laughs> Don't move! Nobody move! Also, um, just while we're quite near the end, obviously. So basically, he gets he kills this massive, great, big alien, and you think, well, maybe he's dead then because that was his last life. But no, actually, he kind of gets this other mimic kind of go on him and it resets again but he's landing at trafalgar square and this is this is a clever bit because i did i forgot about this when you watch it and you're like oh is it uh is it gonna be a one of those endings where it like you know yeah, says oh but actually you know or is it gonna leave it open which i thought might have been better in some ways you know he like lands and like you don't know if it's uh that would have been interesting you know, had they a, a done that. Yeah. Or not. I don't know how, but rather yeah. than because then they make it very obvious that, you know, it, they've won the war, basically. I do love the fact the film ends with like the best Tom Cruise kind of ending yeah. you never had hoped for. It's just a Tom Cruise smile. I love her. Like, she's like, she basically, he meet, he goes up to Rita. She doesn't know who he is. And he just, he just does a little, he does a little Tom Cruise <laughs> and he just does a smile. It's like, and that's why you're a yeah. fucking, yeah, that's why you're a fucking Hollywood star, <laughs> mate, because no one can smile like that. <laughs> What do you want? The other thing I wanted to just mention quickly was the uh, the music. Um, so it's all very, to me, it sounded like to begin with it, like Hans Zimmer, um, but it's not. It's a guy called. I can't remember the music at all to this film. It's, I can't. it's drones yeah. and drums. It's all quite, you know, you know, it's it's kind of Hans Zimmer. You know, here's some underneath what I'm saying, um, but it's yeah, a guy called Christopher Beck, and he wanted to create it to make it feel very raw and you know like kind of alieny and stuff and you can you can definitely see that inception-ish kind of style in this film i think yeah yeah i don't disagree at all and it's funny actually around the time they released this uh, tom cruise did oblivion didn't he yes which again has kind of got that futuristic sort of vibe even yeah. though this film's set in 2015 because of all the the mech and the the, the war stuff and the aliens it feels a lot more futuristic than it the actual it setting is yeah. Um, but yeah Oblivion I think he kind of went for a spell of wanting to make certain types of films that were interesting for him and potentially fun for him to do so so yeah and I think this is certainly falls into that if you compare it with some of the stuff he did before he did that night and day as well did a lot of what you could almost call like throwaway actiony films or Last Samurai yeah see Last Samurai was really that good was that was a, a, a lot earlier wasn't time it before. I think yeah a good 15 years before I'd have said
So trivia for this film, like Tom Cruise is obviously quite well known for being a guy who does all his own stunts and Doug Lyman sort of joked to say, yeah, he'd make a decent bit of money out of being a stuntman. Probably not quite as much as he does as an actor. But Emily Blunt did a lot of her stunts as well. And there was a scene, there's a scene where when they get first get off the beach, they steal a car essentially and there's a caravan attached to the back and he's like, oh, I've got to make sure you detach it. She doesn't. Anyway, when they're filming that scene, they're actually driving along and Emily Blunt absolutely screwed up a turn and almost drove them both into a like which would have probably killed them Fuck, both. The irony. Um, and uh, she was like, "Oh my god, I almost killed Tom Cruise." And Tom Cruise was just laughing about it. He's like, "Because like, yeah. he's like, don't worry, but Emily. Thing, it's Tom Cruise." But it's like you can't kill me. I'm immortal. Yeah. But then he's so into another... the role. <laughs> well, exactly. But then. Um, they had to do a few reshoots after they completed filming and when Emily Blunt came back she wasn't doing the stunts for for her role and Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise was a bit like why the hell aren't you doing yeah he didn't speak like that <laughs> he basically questioned why she wasn't doing the stunts and the reason was was because she was actually pregnant at the time oh. and she hadn't told anyone except her husband and one very close friend but felt she had to tell Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. to explain why she wasn't doing the stunts in the film that's amazing so there you go Tom she Cruise t- I, bet, I bet when she told him he was like he was like <laughs> <laughs> he just shook her the risky business pose yeah. and put on the glasses yeah, yeah. I love uh, so, yeah. and when she gave birth it was actually Tom Cruise <laughs> <laughs> have a little Tom Cruise and did the slide again Etoc kick us off <laughs> oh I'm doing the review okay, what do you think so, and what yeah, is your well, rating out of 10 I think I'm falling in the same way as Nigel. I'm guess you, Smith, as well. It's like premise, yeah. It's it's you know it's Groundhog Day. It's a sci-fi story that's been done before, but there's they they do a really good job of you know what they do with the story. They they you know you can tell a loop looping story all day long, but I think they really like I say there's there's different stages of it. There's the comedy. There's the the frustration. You see all these. And, and Tom Cruise is great in it. As I said before, Emily Blunt, I love her in this. Because um, she, you I know, love her. strong, I love her, <laughs> strong character. Um, yeah, I, th- I think their chemistry is really good as well. I, I agree. I don't think you need the romantic thing. I understand it from his point of view because, you know, he's falling yeah. for her because he, but she can't, like Nice says, it's technically half a day and she falls in love with him. It doesn't quite work. But um, yeah, the. Uh, the science fiction, like I said before, feels very grounded. You know, you're dealing with exosuits and the blood of aliens enabling you to time travel. Um, and I think I think the, the, the sci-fi is, is very much grounded as well because you have that opening beach scene battle, which just feels very raw, very like, oh, you know, if this was happening, I could... It isn't so far-fetched. It sounds crazy, but yeah, I can see people being dropped onto a beach and shooting like, you know, things at aliens, maybe a been taking too many drugs i don't know but um um i've watched this movie i think it's one of those i've described on the podcast before when i'm flicking channels if i see a movie i like and i'm flicking i'm like oh watch this i do this all the time with this movie but i will agree that as what's the where's the term come from is it skiing i don't know but it doesn't stick the landing as it were nice it does everything right up until that kind of i want to say maybe third act and then it's just sort of like oh you were doing it so well up until this point but i do think that first two-thirds of the movie is really really bloody good so i'm gonna give it a 
I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Nige, what do you think? So he talks such a lot on a lot of the points. Like just to talk, just to mention Doug Lyman again. Like we did the podcast on Go, and the contrast between that film and this film yeah, is staggering in terms is. of the style. Even the difference between the Born Identity film that he did and this, within that sort of, it's a lot more polished. Um, it's probably got closer links to Mr. and Mrs. Smith in terms of the style, perhaps. Um, which. I know Mr. and Mrs. Smith isn't a great film, no. but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because the action sequences in that are very strong, etc. So, so yeah, it's fair enough from that from that side. I think, like he took, like the the first what is it hour and a half almost of this film is is brilliant. It's really really enjoyable. I absolutely love the idea of like Tom Cruise being that weak character, building himself up, you being on that journey with him, you seeing everything all the way through. Emily Blunt, fantastic supporting cast. We've not really touched upon Bill Paxton's character that much, but it's just classic Bill Paxton. And unfortunately, it was one of his last films before wow, he suddenly yeah. passed away, uh, yeah, far too young. I think there was like a, a problem after a, a surgery that, and yeah, just real real shock in that sense but um yeah emily blunt fantastic the sporting cast fantastic direction fantastic last 30 minutes just left such an awful taste in my mouth like just as soon as they it's It's not bad it's i think it is you know like i I, I really just don't like the ending at all like wow and it's weird because you go from like the situation where there's a lot of color obviously the fight on the beach to something where it's really dark and the characters like you got the second almost like the whilst the acting's quite good they're kind of like second rate expendable characters and it's just as i said because it ends up in such a like a hollywoody style ending it's just a bit like mm. uh. and the worst thing is i can't think of anything that they could have done better to sort yeah. of figure it out they they get to a certain point and then it just i think it's just a really difficult film to end but because that sort of first two thirds is so so strong and so enjoyable um it's really really hard to rate this film like i'm i'm, I'm gen- again i'm in this position where i'm struggling where i'm going to go with it but i I almost wish I'd have stopped watching it before the last half of the time. And this would have been really easy. It's not how this podcast no, works. No, no. So I, I think I'm probably going to fall on a six. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I'm not going like low. And again, then this was only the second time I'd seen it. So, and it was at the IMAX as well. Like I wish oh, I'd have had an opportunity wow. to see oh. this at the IMAX because I, I didn't. But I can imagine this film at the IMAX, certainly in those battle oh, scenes, is unbelievable. Would have been amazing. But. But yeah, like Six. I'm sorry, Rich, as well. I really wanted to give it a higher score because of you, but <laughs> but I, I've gone with a six, and God damn it, I'll stand by it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, like well, like like you, Etoke. This is one film that I will happily watch and rewatch again. And if this is on in another six months, I, I just don't really get bored of watching this film. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think, like I said before, on paper, I think this could have been an absolute disaster. Um, just like a total random film about aliens and the day repeating it, you know it could have been horrific but I think it's you know I can't disagree with either of what you guys have said like about the love story or about the ending that was you know one of the things I don't think I it was as bothered about it as you though Nige um, so I was very bothered about it yeah <laughs> but you know I think the cinematography is awesome the editing the casting is surprisingly good because like again like you know Emily Blunt like really surprises me in this role and I just think she's so good in it and like so strong in that role and it's nice and refreshing 
refreshing to see not a helpless woman acting alongside Tom Cruise you know it's like such an antidote to like a Bond type female character um, and I think it pulls together really well it's just a fun exhilarating film and I personally I just take it for what it is so yeah agree but I'm, I'm going to go slightly higher and go for an 8 out oh. of 10 for this one Smith for the night. Um, like for that first two thirds, it is an eight out of yeah. ten film. Like easily, if not maybe higher. But I just, yeah, I, I, just I, under, I understand that. Rich has written in so rich recommended this for us to watch and this is what Go on, he's got to say the film plays out like a starship trooper video game returning you to the nice. saved game each time the constant repeats are really well paced and the time loop premise helps really develop the film from the first drop into the unknown chaos to the winning fight and then a few bullet points a top tier Crew's performance alongside badass Emily Blunt and solid cast, special yes. mention to Bill Paxton and his beautiful speeches, epic loud action and comical scenes that really set the scene, the suits, the weapons, like the, and then the sword and the helicopter blade, I think. Her sword is, is wicked. And the, the alien... Reason, like, just very quickly on the, the sword, like the reason they put that in was like the manga, it's just like a melee tool. Ah. So in, in computer games, when you run out of bullets or when you're playing on really hard levels, that's when you're using the sword. And obviously we see as well in the film where the, the machines, the sort of the mech... Uh, suits run out of battery well, what do you do then you've got no more bullets you've got to use the old uh, sword so no nice. chopper and then the last sorry to interrupt Richard's yeah I was going to say the last thing um, um, and then the alien CGI still holds up well even now and then he's oh, put that's a good shout it, yeah it is a good shout because it's 2014 it's a while ago uh, drop or die 8.5 out of 10 for Rich Oh, Rich, I'm so tempted to give it a seven now, just on the I back think of that. It's like an inspirational football coach speech, or like Pacino in any given Sunday. He's come in and he's geared me up. I'm like, well, actually, it is a seven. Are you going to do what you did with Muppet Christmas Carol? And uh... <laughs> well, no, I was going to, I was going to do more of a uh, Inception and just say nothing and just let let the people out there be like, I don't know what's happened, and then they can find out oh, at the I end see. of the review show whether I've changed my mind or not. Well, and guys, what do you think? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Live, die, repeat. Live, die, repeat. Doesn't matter. Whatever they are. What do you guys think? Email us on offradarpod at gmail.com. Tweet us at offradarpodcast. Follow our YouTube channel, which I'll put a link in the description because I can't remember what it is. And let us know and get in touch. Uh, Suggest some more films for us to watch. And we'll see you next time. That's the 70th time I've heard him say that. To be fair, it is. (laughs) Hello. And welcome back. Etox had a had a coke. He's gone early on his coke. Uh, started started early, and he's blown his nose. To off radar. Um, this has been a weird start. I'm James Smith. Cool.